Hello, I am Joshua P. Warren, and this is Joshua P. Warren Daily. And I am excited to break some news. My team has created a brand new piece of technology that I believe can produce huge leaps forward in paranormal research in general, but especially when it comes to studying UFOs and earth lights like the brown mountain lights or the marfa lights it's called the opticalizer that's the name i gave it it's my little trademark copyrighted all that the opticalizer is the name that i have given this and the only person in the world who has one right now is moi so i'm going to tell you more about that in a minute But first, I just want to just thank everybody who came out for the big Creepy Vegas Ghost and UFO show we did Saturday night here in Las Vegas. Man, we had a fun time. We had a big crowd of enthusiastic people. Let me tell you how exciting that experience was. The show, it's 60 paranormal minutes in a bar. Okay, so here I am there presenting along with Nick Weird and... The show, okay, it lasts an hour. Well, after the show, then we had the after party in the bar, which is attached to the gallery where we do the presentation. And I hung out with everybody for three hours. Just, I mean, you wouldn't believe the conversations we had. All of them great. I I got into, like, some really wild ideas for experiments. I mean, people were giving me great ideas and great input on experiments that that we can do with psychic phenomena and manifestation and everything regarding you know manifesting ghosts to ufos and gambling and i mean like i met this one fellow who attended who broke out his cell phone and showed me a picture of him from like a week ago standing next to his $10,000 winning that he got at a casino and telling me about the process that he used to manifest that. So, I mean, we just had a blast. I mean, it it was, I feel like I have a bunch of new friends there. And of course, it is always a thrill to see Darren Evans. Of course, he is Mr. Zozo. He's a, a demonologist or a zemonologist. And his lovely fiancée, Danae, uh, we, Lauren and I have so much fun hanging out with them. And Darren and I, we've been talking for a while about cooking up some special event here that is like nothing you've ever seen before. Something that would be for, you know, a select group of people. And we we go out and we try to do something in the desert that's never been done before, to my knowledge. And uh, it's kind of freaky. It's definitely, you know, it's definitely wild. I don't want to tell you, of course, what that is at this point. But just keep in mind, we're, we're going to make something happen. And so he and I are, we're talking right now about this. And I'll, I'll let you know as soon as I get more details. But as you know, I haven't even given you a podcast here uh, in days. And that shows you just how slammed that I've been. Uh, I hate to keep reiterate, reiter- reiterating that to you, but, you know, uh, betwixt all the other radio programs I go on as a guest and the TV shows that I'm working on and the live event and all the I mean, it's kind of overwhelming. But 
nonetheless, I'm doing my best here. And so I'm, I'm really excited to have this great content for you today about this new device that may, I don't, you know, th- that word revolutionize is tossed around a lot. So I don't want to say revolutionize, but let me just say this will be a great, fantastic new tool in the realm of paranormal investigation, no matter what you're into, but especially things that involve light. And so here's, okay, let me explain to you what the opticalizer is. So you know that years ago I created this new field of research called parasymatics. And the gist of that was being able to take tones, like sounds, and turn them into images. And so that was a a big success. Everybody was really interested, saw what I was doing. I get a lot of feedback from people who find that valuable. So then the next logical step was, can we somehow reverse this process and turn images into tones? And that was the project that I called Parasymatics 2.0. Much more complicated endeavor to do that. Groundbreaking sort of, you know, really groundbreaking kind of stuff. And so um, as soon as I got into this arena of like, okay, how do I take light and turn it into sound as opposed to sound into light? I mean, which, you know, what what are the, the options? How do I do this? Of course, you know, I called up Mobius, my good friend, chief engineer. I mean, we've worked on some of the most bizarre and complicated problems ever put on film, that's for sure. And so... We started talking about like you know how do we, how do we do this well, and and he had some wonderful ideas but there were things he had no idea about and, and vice versa you know so we started like talking about different ways we can contribute and basically he ended up providing for me the integral component to the Parasymatics 2.0 system and that component is a device that, it's the actual circuit that has the actual sensor that can take light and transform it or transduce it from light into sound into a a tone so what you find is that when you have different types of images and you view them using the parasymatics 2.0 method what you're doing is you're really modulating the light You're, you're changing the information that's coming from the image via the light reflected from that image and it's creating a a certain specific tone and this component was the component that was like the heart of this the actual thing that would you know turn that that light into a tone but so that we we pulled that off and but then mobius said you know this same kind of technology is very much like something that i envisioned many many years ago a device that you could use to take the light uh, from any unknown source or known source for that matter and capture a signature of that light and he said this was especially envisioned for ufo research so the more we started talking about it the more i understood that okay basically what he was saying is that any light you look at has its own individual signature 
And I'm not talking about like spectroscopy where you can break a light down into um, its different specific color bands. And, and that's a very useful thing. But um, it, it, it can also be tricky to, to get a good spectrograph of, of something at a distance. But every single light that you see is it's basically pulsating at its own individual rate. It's like it has its own heartbeat. So an airplane light will sound one way. It'll have a certain hum, you know, and then a planet will have a certain hum, you know, and an artificial light will have a certain hum. And basically, long story short, I worked with Mobius. I said, look, let's do this. I gave him a budget. And he contacted his network of, of uh, engineers, and we started hashing out, you know, how to put this together. And I got a package in the mail days ago, and I opened it up, and here inside is the world's first true opticalizer. And let me explain to you what this thing looks like. In its current form, it's a pair of binoculars. But you could hook it up to any optical device, like a telescope or whatever. But parabinoculars, the binoculars have a cable that goes from the binoculars into this circuit, which is the same kind of circuit we were using for Parasymatics 2.0 that turns light into sound. And then from there, if you hook that directly into a speaker, which is the simplest thing to do, like I was saying, every time you point this at a different kind of light, you're going to get a different noise. And so, uh, for example, if you have a strobe light, and let's say that strobe light flashes once per second, then you're going to hear, right, something like that. But if that thing is flashing a thousand times per second, you might not be able to pick up what that sounds like it might just sound like to you or something like that or, or something. so what we do instead of just relying on our ears is we plug it into a computer and when we plug this output into a computer not only can we hear it but we also can actually see the wave that's being produced the tone that's being produced we can detect the modulation within the light and so what you find is that every different type of light has its own individual signature. So what I am in the process of doing is taking this and creating a database. This is what an airplane sounds like. This is what a typical civilian drone sounds like. This is what the moon sounds like. This is what a star sounds like. This is what a planet sounds like. And you go down the list of all the sort of known variables that you can get. You know, this is what a, a four-wheeler headlight looks like a mile, sounds like if it's a mile away. This is what a campfire sounds like. I mean, you, you go through and you create some kind of a reference point for all those things. So you can actually not only hear them, but you can see the very distinctive, consistent pattern that is created when you look at the wave that's coming from the light. So everything, in other words, will have its own 
unique, distinctive signature. And, and of course, unique, I don't want to go too far with that because to a certain extent, you know, all airplanes are going to sound, you know, the, the same within a certain range. And, uh, and, and all stars will sound the same within a certain range or and maybe maybe not maybe it's a little more varied than i'm expecting because i haven't gone out and tested everything yet but the plan is i'm going to have this database with all of these variables and so then i can go out into the field with this setup and i can point this at any light in the sky on brown mountain over the desert in Marfa, over the valley in Hestelin, Norway. I mean, and I will be able to instantly hear what it sounds like and see its unique signature on my computer where it's being saved. Afterward, I can take the signature of that light and compare it to my database of known lights and say either this fits or it doesn't. So I understand that there may be a little frustration that I can't turn around immediately and say, here's what this is. This is a spaceship from another planet. But that's not really how science works. It's like when it comes to DNA testing of cryptids. You're not going to be able to get a hair and take it to a DNA lab and have the DNA person say, yep, you've got a Bigfoot hair. Because they don't have a Bigfoot hair in their database. The best you're going to get is them saying, this hair does not fit any other creature that we have. It doesn't fit a human or a dog or a jackrabbit or whatever. So the way real scientific progress develops when you're investigating unknown variables is looking for a piece of evidence that is inconsistent with the known database. That's the first step. Now, if the day comes when somebody drags a dead Bigfoot into one of these labs, then we'll say, okay, that's a Bigfoot. So now we'll take one of those hairs, we'll put it in the database, and that'll be labeled Bigfoot. And so now if you bring a hair in, we can say, yep, that matched the Bigfoot. But until that day comes... If all you have is a little piece of evidence from something that's unknown or inexplicable, the best you're going to get is this doesn't show up. So what that means is that when you, after I create this database with the opticalizer, I should be able to go out and 99% of the time capture some uh, unknown light, you know, in the distance or whatever, and say, oh yeah, that's a headlight. Or, uh, oh yeah, no, that's actually a, that's a planet. And if we watch it long enough, we'll see it move. You know, And so what, I, what a big deal it is if you get something that doesn't fit into that, to that database. Because then you know, okay, now this is something I need to pay more attention to. I need to spend more time on this. Because a lot of people who start investigating unknown phenomena, they spend years investigating something only to one day discover oh yeah, this was some kind of an optical illusion created by a railroad, you know, train or whatever, you know. And so it's very important to maximize your time as uh, an investigator by being able to quickly, you know, rule out these known 
things so that you don't spend too much time on them and you don't eventually look like, you know, kind of an ass or whatever when somebody finally breaks the news to you that you what you've been studying is, you know, a place, a campsite or whatever. So do you see from a, a pragmatic and, and scientific point of view what a big leap forward this is to have a device that can do this? The opticalizer created by my team and let me tell you what i think we all should stand up and through the cosmic theater we should applaud mr mobius for the work that he did on this one and and let me tell you it wasn't easy i put a lot of pressure on him because i have all these tv companies that are wanting me to do stuff for them and they say well you know what new toys could you bring to this investigation that haven't been seen or whatever and i say Oh, let me tell you, we're working on something good. It'll be done any day now, you know. And then, of course, Mobius, I say, How, what's our progress like on this thing? And Mobius would say, uh, I, he says, it's it's almost there. But I was like, well, what's the problem? And he, he would tell me about, like, the I consider them kind of little issues. But he said, I don't want to send this thing to you unless it's 100% perfect. And... There were times, and I don't know how much you know about Mobius, and he's he's made this public, so I don't think he'll mind me telling you. There are times when Mobius has got some kind of a complicated technical problem that he's dealing with, and he says, I just have to go to sleep, and the answer will appear to me in my dreams. And I have seen that happen time and time again when we've been working on very complicated projects i don't know if that just means that his brain is going into a mode where it's tapping into things that are more specifically stored in his own personal memory bank or if when he goes to sleep he astrally projects and he goes off to the mothership and they tell him what to do or he's channeling the akashic record and all the i I don't know what happens when he goes to sleep and solves problems in this way me I go to sleep and I have some of the craziest damn experiences ever, but I wouldn't say they're necessarily problem-solving dreams. Um, I do think when I sleep and I have these very vivid dreams that my brain is is working through certain uh, frustrations and things like that because often I find myself in a dream in a position where I get like right to where I want to do something and then something happens and I can't complete the task. So I think I'm working out uh, maybe something similar, but not in the same way he is. Uh, he's working out something very specific. You know, he, he's he's looking for a solution to a technical problem in his brain and, and it clicks in for him at night. And that's what happened here. You know, he said there was the, this one issue about this device that was bugging me. And he said, I just couldn't figure it out. And he said, I really set my mind properly and I slept on it. And the next day, there was the answer. And um, then within 24 hours, he had this thing out the door to me. So I had I'd wrestled with whether or not to talk about this device until I had actually taken it out and used it. I mean, I've used it just on, you know, on my own. But I mean, like used it in a public way, like on a TV show or something like that. But... I feel like that maybe it's more valuable for me to go ahead and tell you that I possess this 
because you might be, and of course, you know, people all over the world listen to this podcast. You might be in a position right now where you're working on a project and you're up against a challenge that this thing could help you solve. And so you can be in a position right now where you can go, you know what, that is the perfect tool for the job. And you can contact me. You know, it's easy to contact me through my website, joshuapwarren.com, joshuapwarren.com. You'll find my email address there, and you can email me. And by the way, once in a while, people stumble across my my personal cell phone. And if you somehow stumble across my personal cell phone number and call me, then you've made a mistake. Okay, I don't appreciate that. I don't know if I, I don't know how you got it, but uh, if I get a message from you or a text from you or anything like that on my personal cell phone, and it has not been authorized, well, that's that's a problem. I don't, like again, I don't know where you got it, but don't expect me to respond to you because I'm not going to do it. I don't know you. You may know who I am, but I don't know who you are. So if you want to get in touch with me, start the process by going to joshuapwarren.com there's no period after the p and you can email me there so that's very exciting news and i'm happy to be able to share it with you today and i and i told you when i came back and did my next podcast i'd have something good and juicy for you and i hope you understand how significant that is and how much progress that this can help us make because bottom line is if you have a tool that helps you as an investigator very quickly rule out what's normal so that you can focus 100% of your effort on what's paranormal, well then you are going to accelerate your research using your other tools and other methods tenfold, a hundredfold, you know, in, in, in efficiency. If, I, if I'm sitting here and you show me 10 different lights and I don't know what any of them are, So I'm taking whatever other investigative resources that I have, and I'm having to divide it up into 10 little pieces. Well, let's have 10 expeditions and see what each one of these damn things are, right? Think about how much better it is if you can sit there and look and say, okay, don't need to worry about that, don't need to worry about that, and you narrow it down to one. And now you say, okay, this is the one. Now let's take all of my time and resources and focus them on that one thing. Do you realize the acceleration that will take place within paranormal investigation and friends research when you have the ability to do that to weed out 90% of the bullshit so that you can focus on what is actually important this is i mean i know i say this a lot but sometimes i get goosebumps when i think about the implications of something that i believe could have life changing implications And I believe that this device, which again, I call the opticalizer. That's my name that I've given this device. I think the opticalizer is going to revolutionize a big... uh, I said I wasn't going to say it, but I said it, didn't I? I think it's going to um, tremendously impact, tremendously impact the way that we approach paranormal investigation. So, if you have any uh, ideas on ways to use it, you know, you can always contact me. I do read every email. Uh, I At least I try, okay? There are times when I get so flooded that I just can't do it. Um, 
And you know what's funny is that uh, right now there are so many people who are purchasing products from my curiosity shop at joshuapwarren.com that um, some of these products are things that, you know, other people are, are, are creating. or, But the we are getting so many orders coming in for wishing machines. Every single one of those is handmade, almost handmade to order by Dr. Mulder. You know, he's getting them out there as fast as he can. The miraculous prayer boards are handmade right here by me and my very small staff in my little workshop, okay? And so when you go and you order uh, something like, and, and my, mind you, you know, we've, we've been getting, I was on Coast to Coast and then Beyond Reality and a bunch of podcasts, and I'm, we, we are getting flooded with so many of these orders right now. I'm doing my best to keep up with them. And when you get a miraculous prayer board, um, it tells you to wait, you know, four to six weeks, and but you usually get them much faster, uh, and I can see why there's such demand. I mean, every single day I get some kind of incredible story. I just got an email today from my friend Corby, and he sent me a picture, and he said, here's a picture of my miraculous prayer board, and here's how I keep it every single day right there next to my door, and he had two of those special sigil cards that people got if they came to my event in Hollywood last October. One is for love, the other is for money. Perfect. And he has each of those 18 karat gold sigil cards sitting on either side of his prayer board. And he said, I just, it's perfectly placed. I see it when I'm coming, when I'm going. And he said, this, you wouldn't believe how this thing is working. I I don't want to get into the details because he didn't explicitly say, you know, what I could say, but I said, man, that's beautiful. What, What a nice, perfect setup. And people tell me specific things they're manifesting. So I understand why that people are impatient and they want to get these prayer boards. But these are, these are handmade works of, of art. And I also believe, obviously, that they function metaphysically, that they create results. So please be patient. A lot of people have already received their prayer board, but a lot of people haven't, you know, because we're making these things as quickly as we can. And, you know, I like to play a lot of musical instruments, and one of the things that I like to play is the Native American flute. It's a very, very peaceful experience. And um, I contacted uh, years ago this man who lives out in the wilderness and he is they say the world's greatest carver of these native american flutes now if you've never heard the native american flute played i mean it 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 puts you into a trance it's a very very peaceful relaxing experience you can just go to youtube and type in native american flute i had a friend who was playing the native american flute and I loved it so much. I said, "Okay, I've got to, I've got to buy one of these things." And he said, "Well, the the guy who makes the best ones, who hand makes every single one to order, this guy, you know, here's his here's his name. Uh, he he is a Native American, and he lives again in a very remote place, and he's in touch with nature. And each one of these is a work of art, and it takes him weeks to carve one for you." So I said, wonderful, I'll get one of his. So 
I went, he has a website. So I went to his website and uh, I said, okay, I want to get this, this made, you know, cause he makes them to order. And so I bought one of these and he said, thank you very much. I'm happy to create this for you. Uh, it's going to be a few weeks probably before it's done. And uh, I was like, awesome. Thank you. Thank you for doing that for me. And so I waited a few weeks. And then guess what? One day, there's a nice surprise in the mail. Here's my flute that was made just for me by this guy. And it was it was almost a spiritual experience having that kind of transaction. Now, what if I had paid him that money and then every two days I contacted him and said, Where the fuck is my flute? Where the fuck is my flute? Are you ripping me off? What I mean, I actually have people who buy a prayer board. A, a prayer board. I mean, of, of all things, they're buying a miraculous prayer board. And every few days, write some kind of like nasty email. Where is it? It's, it's like, look, these are being handmade. This is a prayer board for you. This is a work of art that's being made for you. If I had contacted that man and said, Oh, what the hell, man? He would have said, Sir, as a matter of fact, I'm going to make you a special flute, sir. And uh, you know what you can do with that? Here. But no, seriously, have your money back. I'm canceling this order. You don't deserve one of my flutes. I don't have to do this for you. Screw you, right? That's what he would have done, and I wouldn't blame him. So if you're going to buy something that's custom-made, handmade for me, and I tell you right up front, it's probably going to be a few weeks before I get your particular one. I'm doing them in the order that you know the orders come in. If you can't accept that, then you probably don't even need to have this. And I have no problem whatsoever uh, canceling an order and refunding your money. The The joy for me in this miraculous prayer board business is seeing how it's changing people's lives. And I don't think this is something that will work. And I have one in my hands right now. I don't think this is a product that will work if it's cranked out by some machine in some factory in you know some other country or whatever i don't i really don't i think that these things are so effective because each one is crafted with thoughtfulness with spirit attached to it with i mean each one touches you know well my hands and Lauren's hands and I mean it's like you know Dr. Mulder's wishing machines you know he makes these things to the point where sometimes he gets carpal tunnel syndrome he's told me he says I don't know how much longer I can do this man he says he says I got to use a wishing machine to heal my carpal tunnel syndrome from making wishing machines (laughs) so anyway look point is be patient be patient they're coming, and uh, it, you know it'll be worth it. Uh, you, you're going to see you're getting a nice a nice product, and it's it is my top priority to get the products I sell to you 
to you as quickly as possible. And we sold something uh, to a lady just in the past 24 hours, a lady in Ireland, uh, a guy in Japan, uh, somebody in Africa. I mean, like, we're selling these all over the world. So anyway, joshuapwarren.com, that's where you'll find the, the curiosity shop and all kinds of other goodies. I will keep you updated best I can on what's happening here at this very exciting time. But that said, uh, just remember, if you go to joshuapwarren.com, you'll find a, a little red box in the top right-hand corner that's a link to this podcast called Joshua P. Warren Daily. It's uh, always short, always free, independent, it's uncensored, and if you click that box, you can subscribe through various means, or just follow me on Twitter, at Joshua P. Warren, at Joshua P. Warren, and I will tweet when a new one is available. So, that is it for today. Thank you for listening. Thank you for your interest and support. Thank you for staying curious, and I will talk to you again soon. <laughs>